We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. Jeff Nowak joins us now for a triple option where we give our top takes on the top stories in sports. And I sort of gave mine away as, uh, man, I'm, I'm... Anxious, I have not seen them in person, but I want to watch McNeese State Cowboys basketball. And so Saturday, I get to go meet with uh, Coach Wade a little bit before the game and then go watch um, the Cowboys play Nickel State uh, at Stouffer's Gym in Thibodeau. And, man, they are on a tear. When you're 22-3, got a Michigan W up there, 11-1 and in the Southland. Uh, anxious to watch uh, what happens with Will Wade and how this develops. And we know one year uh, he'll be gone, <laughs> and, that, and probably after next year. But uh, he got another year of a run with Will Wade. And, and one thing is, he ain't bashful by telling you how good he is. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I grew up in Connecticut, I'm a UConn fan. So this time of year. Is is my time to shine? College basketball season. You, you, know, you can't, man. You should have been thrilled over what happened uh, this past year. Don't, come right, on, right, you, you got what? me. I could sit here and talk about UConn for an hour. That's why I was so excited in the Pelicans draft to Jordan Hawkins. I knew what they were getting. Oh, man, that dude can shoot. Now, defense, he's matza matza uh, at best, but man, can he so, shoot that yeah, rock? It was ready. What, what you got for us, Jeff? Yeah, I, you know, I, I looked up some numbers uh, yesterday. Talked about it on the podcast, Inside Black and Gold. We can dive into it a little bit here. So one thing about Clint Kubiak that I think is very helpful as you look at him and how he's going to develop the offense is I think that this is a man who is a kind of a wizard when it comes to the scripted portion of the game, the first 15, the first whatever. And, you know, I went through a bunch of old Clint Kubiak interviews, and they were talking to him a lot about that. And it was more – the questions were, how can you extend that success out of the first 15? They were even talking about, can you script stuff coming out of halftime? And so I went and I looked at it, and, you know, on the drives that the Vikings started within that first 15 in the 2021 season, they had 46 drives, 13 touchdowns, nine field goals, 118 total points. Now, those numbers, it's, it's tough to compare them without you know something to look at. And so you can look at the 2023 Saints for comparison. 41 drives, 20 punts, same number of punts, eight touchdowns, five field goals. Now, they did miss three field goals. They had three opening drives of games with ended in a missed field goal. But that's 71 points. So the Vikings in 2021 in these first 15 play drives, right, they almost doubled the Saints' point total in the 2023 season. I think slow starts in games were a massive issue for the Saints and when it came to winning close games. You can't really look at a lot of games and say the Saints got out to a big lead and blew it, like the 49ers in the Super Bowl, right? Like you look at these games and say they got behind early and they weren't able to make it all the way back. And so I think if Clint Kubiak is able to do one thing and that one thing is script opening possessions that get off to a fast start, I think the Saints will be much better off. So I'm really happy to see those numbers, and I'm interested to see how we can do in New Orleans with that. I'll, I'll ask you this because I think everybody keeps saying, well, look at the, what the 49ers did. You can't compare the 49ers to the Saints. 
but I think his offense is going to be a little bit of a mix of mm. what San Francisco did, what he did in Minnesota, what his pops did. Oh, I agree. Yeah, everyone's looking at, at the 49ers. I think it's going to be a mix of the three yeah. because, okay, you don't have the personnel the 49ers do. Nope. You don't have it. Uh, so I think it, but the looks are going to be the mix of what you saw with him in Minnesota, what you've seen with them in San Francisco, and also what his pops did in the running game part. That's one thing, man, with Gary, they could run the football. I mean, just look at the coaching staff, right? Clancy Barone, Andrew Janoco, Rick Dennison, all these guys were with him John in Minnesota. Bitten, yeah. Right? Like these are all guys that go back to Minnesota. So if you're looking at uh, Clinton saying, oh, he's just going to bring a 49ers clone to New Orleans, Mm-mm. it's not what's going to happen. You're going to, I think you're going to pluck some things out of that. You're going to see adjustments. You'll probably see more motion. You'll probably see the compressed looks. Like the 49ers run, but if you're if you're waiting for Shanahan part two, I don't think that's where you're gonna get. Nope, don't believe so. Charlie? So six teams, I'm hopping back to the hardwood. Six teams are still got one game to play before the all-star break. But the Pelicans are there, and this is the first time that they've been ten or more games above five hundred heading into the all-star break since 2008-2009 season, guys, via the Athletics Will Guillory, which is awesome to hear. Uh, I mean, these last three games have been ugly, as we said, Mike, but a win's a win, right? you got to look at it that way. Is at it- the end of the year. Does it really matter? Well, when now, you're in such that, new- when you play in that game, it matters. The issue but is if at you the look end, at the Western Conference, no. it's so tightly congested, and all the teams that are in playoff contention are on winning streaks, except for the Nuggets. The Nuggets yes. are the one team that's kind of fallen off a little bit, and because of that, they've slid from you know top three to now the four seed. The Pelicans right now with a 33-22 and 22 record, and man, I, miss, I wish they were in the Eastern Conference because they would be the four seed right now. Instead, they're the six seed. They're out of the Western Conference playing tournament, which is what you want to see. Uh, but at the same time, you're looking at the teams above them. You're seeing the Suns, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, all these teams that have been so legit this year. And the Pelicans are putting themselves in that number, which is great to see. It's just about how high they can climb. The good news is that out of the All-Star break, they have some winnable games left. That's what I was going to ask you. The next three games after that. Correct. How it sets up for them. I want to see how they react to that time off and can it click. Yeah, so after that, they have the Rockets at home. They have actually three straight home games against the Rockets, who are middling. They're about five games below 500. The Heat, who are probably the best team that they play in this stretch, they're, you know, around, I think, 29 and 24, 30 and 24. Yeah. The Bulls, also below 500. And then the Knicks, that is their who first have, road game out of that played trip. Pretty well. The Knicks have played very well, <laughs> yeah, but they have injury issues. Yeah. OG Ananobi is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Julius Randle has been dealing with an injury as well. So you don't know what type of Knicks squad you're going to see in that game. Uh, but yeah, looking at the Pelicans right now, once again, 11 games above 500 entering the All-Star break. Bobby keeps talking about how optimistic he is. I am as well. I love to see that you know this is the first time that they're in this kind of air since that 08-09 season, guys. And we don't talk about the Pelicans being this good very often. Yeah, I think when you look at it, you kind of have to establish a goal, right? And like my goal right now, if I'm the Pelicans... I do not want to sniff that play-in tournament. I want to no, be sitting I'm home no, watching no. those games on TV. That would be the successful step forward to me. If you end up the seven seed and you have to fight your way in, I don't like that. I want to finish six or five, maybe a sneak up to four if someone falls off. The issue is that Dallas is right on their tail. Yeah, right. Dallas is on a six-game winning streak. They're now 32-23. and 23. They're only one game back of the Pels. So, I mean, this three-game winning streak that they've gone on, winning seven of their last eight, it is necessary for them to stay out of that playing tournament. That's just how competitive the West is this year. Guys, I don't, I don't see your thoughts on this. Dotson brought this up to us Monday night when I had brought it up to him, and he said, I think it's a good point. This team has a tendency most of the time to play up and down to the level of their opponent. 
the issue is that they've done relatively well against the bad teams until recently. Like until they've, they've recently, got a ton though. of double-digit leads this, or double-digit wins man, this year. Charlie, that's got to alarm you of oh, yeah, what's happened sure. the last three They haven't played well. Games. I mean, they haven't played well at all, but this is also via David Fisher of the Bird Rights. Uh, he's got the Pelicans record against the fellow West playoff teams, the top eight seeds. Against Minnesota, they're 2-2. Two and two. The two losses they didn't have Zion for, that's something to consider. Against Oklahoma City, they're 1-1. One one. Against the Clippers, they're 2-1. and one. Against Denver, they're 1-2. That's not a good matchup for them at all. Against Phoenix, they're 0-1. Those are the two teams that I don't want to see in the first round. I would rather them face each other in like a 4-5 game or something like that. And then you have Dallas, they're 2-2 two two against. And Sacramento, they've owned. They're 4-0. So. That's the craziest thing. Because, you know, you watch Sacramento at times. They look really good. And, man, they shoot lights out. And in other games... It's like they got a big piece of plywood over the top of the goal. I think it was Mark Woods and Mark Spears that said he doesn't know what to think of that Sacramento team. I agree. They get up for like the really good teams, and they but then they'll lose to the Pistons. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for Triple Option. We'll be back to finish it off here in our number two of Sports Talk right after this break. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.